Welcome to Backseat Confessions Podcast. Slide into the backseat as we listen to mostly anonymous strangers tell us stories from their lives. I'm a rideshare driver in Atlanta, and the people getting in my car have absolutely no idea I'm going to ask them to share. My commitment to you is to tell at least a snippet of virtually every story recorded in my car in the order they were told to me. My hope is that you laugh, cringe, cry, but mostly connect to these amazing people. You may find a piece of your own story or just feel more connected to the rest of us. Join us, won't you? So, hey, my new friend, this is an adult podcast. Themes and languages are definitely not suitable for everyone. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, my friends. I'm looking forward to today's journey with you. Because the stories were a bit shorter on average in this episode, uh, we were able to squeeze six in here instead of the the normal five. Uh, And just so you have like an insider's view of how I typically put these episodes together, I listen to each story one by one in the order, of course, they were told. And then I write my script of what I want to say and then move on to the next story. So I'm telling you this because I write this part, the the intro, uh, last. Even though, of course, these are like random strangers telling very, very different stories most of the time, every so often there are like these, these streaks of consecutive stories that almost seem to belong together or are in the same genre or something. Anyways, you'll hear me discovering that along with you as we go through this. All right, slide into the back seat and let's go meet our new cast of characters. So right before this writer's story picks up, she was pretty emotional. She got choked up. Her short story has some tough and sad themes that I feel like many of us can can relate to. How many of you, as you've gotten older and had more life experience, realize that your younger self was living in something of a fairy tale? Story number 52. Thursday, December 3rd, 2020, 5.06 p.m. Um, I, um, I started a girl group when I was little. Yeah. And, like, we were all, like, together and stuff. And, Mm -hmm. like, everything, we, we lived a fairy tale life. Really? Yeah, we lived a fairy tale life. And, like. Tell me a little bit about that. But little, (laughs) yeah, like, little, like, did I know that we was really competing with each other and. Like competing with each other, one not really into the 
career. Mm. One, one died. Oh wow! Yeah, freaking suck. And <laughs> um, like my sister, and now everything is like broken up. I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, but, what was the group sort of centered around? Um, pop. Okay. R&B, nice. Okay. Yeah, sister, role model. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Gotcha. <laughs> like um, so. I wrote songs and stuff, and wow. I'm very, like, I'm very emotional. Yes. Like, I hate it, but, like, I'm very, I can feel a lot. Yeah. I can, I feel probably, I feel nervous. Like, I feel people, I can pick up on people's emotions. I can ask them, and if they say they feel sad, mm-hmm. I'll feel sad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then I, I need to be a nurse or something. <laughs> 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 but, or, but and that's how I write songs because wow. I feel and I see colors and like I mean not colors but see music like waves and so you see when you listen to music you see colors yeah I've actually heard of that before <laughs> there's a, a, a small percentage of people that literally see colors when they hear music yeah. which is amazing close your eyes see colors see mm. sparks see you know yeah but um I guess my lesson is is to trust yourself like trust yourself believe in yourself talk to yourself <laughs> yeah. I guess. um like you don't don't depend on nobody mm-hmm. uh, like people it is it is natural to want to depend in love and humanity sure. and stuff because that's just how people are mm-hmm. but just do stuff on your own mm-hmm. like be okay with yourself like You can definitely hear the pain and anguish in her voice as she comes to the hard realization that her girl group is not the perfect little group and not everyone is on the same page. It's a tough lesson. My only encouragement to someone who is going through something like this is don't give up on people. Having people in your corner is huge. The challenge of course, is finding the right people, but it is a worthwhile pursuit to look for them. Our next writer has lived and is living a life out of a movie. At least from my perspective, he has quite an exotic background. Two things that I really enjoyed about this story is how unflappable he is in situations where I personally would be freaking out and how a little street justice hopefully taught a bonehead to not mess with other people's money. Story number 53, Thursday, December 3rd, 2020, 5.26 p.m. I was born in Ethiopia, Addis Ababa. Wow! If you know where that is, I I know where Ethiopia is. I don't know where Dis- you said Addis Ababa. Addis Ababa is the capital city of Ethiopia. Oh, I did not know that. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, moved to Dubai. I'm a professional horseback rider. 
What? That's craziness. Yes, sir. Uh, but I still had to go to school, so I moved over here. Okay. <laughs> and I do soccer, soccer at uh, Georgia Southern. I used to do so- soccer. Yes, yes, yes. But, you know, since I moved to Atlanta, <laughs> I left there. Uh, I'm most, mostly in the night life right now. Okay. You know, clubs and all that promotion. My birthday was three days ago. Oh, wow. It's still my birthday. Happy it's going birthday, on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it was lit. It was a penthouse. We have fun. So there was a guy, right? I don't really know him. Okay. He was at our section, you know, the whole time, bothering the girls and stuff. Oh, not the bummer. I'm the kind of person I would tell you, not kick you out, but tell yeah. you, you know, hey man, you know, you're not doing anything. This is, this is not nice. You know right. what I'm saying? You're messing up, messing up uh, the vibe. Yep. And then he was like, okay, okay. So he was like, what you want me to do? I got you. I'll bring you water. You know, he's trying to be nice. So I told him, okay, I gave him some money to go get dollar bills. You okay. know. So this guy gonna steal two hundred dollars and give me the eight hundred dollars. Okay, by that time I'm gonna lie. I was drunk. <laughs> I was like, it doesn't really matter. But the girl that was with me was like, yo, give him back the two hundred. So he even to push her Ooh. away, try to run away, and then he went and uh, cut my sister's tires too. Are you serious? Yes. Wait, and, and I'm I, sorry, I, I might have missed he, a little piece. He stole 200 bucks from you? Yeah, and then, and then and the, the girl the girl that was with me, like, saw what happened. Yeah. So she was like, she was like, give him back the $200. Right. And then, he like, he started pushing on her and stuff. So the security, I told the security guy to yeah. take him away. So my security came and took him outside, but he knew. I didn't drive, but my sister did. Oh, dude, I'm so sorry. So he went and slashed their tires and all that. But no worries, we found him. Oh, <laughs> is that a story you can tell or can't tell? No, we can't tell that story. <laughs> okay, we'll leave that one alone. Wow, but what an asshole! That's that's, right. Uh, right. that's such a bad move. Look, Gosh. man, out in the streets, you you gonna be finding some really unnecessary people that be yes. doing some unnecessary stuff. Yeah. Like, he's not even paying anything. He's wow. literally over there for free, drinking, smoking, whatever you wanted. But no, he wanted to do more, I guess. I guess, yeah. Well, first of all, to steal 200 bucks and start pushing people and slashing tires, it's like, wait a minute, no, no, no. You, you would have been uh, not not legally within your right, but I mean, it would have been more, made much more sense if you pushed one of his people yeah. and then slashed his tires for stealing money Look, from you. Man. But oh no, this delightful human being, <laughs> oh, man. But it sounds like you still had a good birthday, so you didn't let it get you down. That's no, a good thing. No. <laughs> Look, I went outside. My sister was outside. She was like, yo, my, my tires got slashed. The owners know me, so they told me, they showed me the camera and all that. So, I, you know, all I did was like, leave the car, come come with me. We left. The next day, we went over there and fixed the car, you know. It's all good. I, I like I like that but you... But today is the grand finale of my birthday. We're going out at Evan Gotti. Is that is that a club? Uh, yeah, Evangadi Lounge. Okay, I don't, I'm not familiar with it. I, <laughs> I know a lot of clubs uh, from picking people up and dropping them off, but and maybe I have, I just don't remember. But that's awesome. Well, happy birthday to you, my man. I, I appreciate am, uh, that. Yeah, appreciate that's that. And you've definitely lived uh, so far a, a pretty interesting life. Um, that's yeah. Wow. <laughs> you, are, you, you do not have the average story. The guy that stole. I mean, why? Why do some people 
just have to be so extra? Why can't they just enjoy the situation that they're in? Anyways, like I said, our rider here, he's just got such a cool attitude. He was not going to let someone stealing from him or slashing his sister's tires mess up his birthday vibes. This dude is a boss, and I want to learn some life lessons from him on not letting crappy situations bring you down. So one of the recurring themes we hear on BCP is of the supernatural or paranormal side of things. Like many folks, I find this subject pretty interesting for a whole lot of reasons. One of the things that fascinates me is how differently we all approach the subject of the spiritual world. And this lady's story in part highlights the difference in her thoughts and feelings and her twin sisters on this very subject. Story number 54. Friday, December 4th, 2020, 10.04 p.m. So to start off the story, a little background. This didn't take place in my household, but it took place in my aunt's household. Okay. So basically, me and my sister, I have a twin sister, and we were over there because, you know, just to chill with my aunt, you know, hang with in my this little story. Cousin. I was asleep. My sister, she says she just, I don't think she was fully asleep. She was probably still up, and she was like, I should you know check over my sister of course yeah because i'm the youngest out of us but we're still twins so still twins <laughs> i guess she was you know probably checking to see oh maybe she's she's still up mm -hmm. so my sister she's she doesn't really believe in you know godly things and spirits of that sort okay but she remembers seeing this vividly up top of her head so mm. my sister i think she was either in the living room or my cousin's room okay but I was in the guest bedroom. So she comes in the guest bedroom and she sees like a, a an, an object. Not hmm. really an object, but a presence over me. Hmm. And from my knowledge, she never really said like if it had a face or anything. She would just say that it was something hovering over me and she couldn't quite tell what it was. She just knew that it was there. Right. So, I'm not really sure what she saw to this day because I, I know she remembers. It's yeah. just yeah. I don't remember if she told me because the story happened so long ago. Right. But she just said it was a figure hovering over me. And I just kind of remember that room. It would always, when I was asleep, it would always give me a, a weird presence. Like, I wouldn't always feel like i was the only one in the room even if i was the only physical person in the <laughs> right. room okay yeah yeah yes so i it's actually a story that i believe i actually believe like oh she probably really did see something over me yeah and i just think that certain situations that people have in their lives it really just understands that you know maybe in the afterlife people actually do come back because mm -hmm. you know i have a deceased sister mm. a deceased grandma wow, deceased wow. cousins and i just remember sometimes 
just saying that I would be alive when they would be deceased. So maybe they're just coming back protecting over me because, you know, you really are, depending on your spiritual beliefs, you are protected and you may not know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, there's actually spirits around us all the time, not saying they're good or bad. It's just they're there. They just are there. I actually feel like probably that spirit over me was probably a relative of some sort. Okay. So there were, you you don't think of it as having um, any sort of ill intent towards you at all? No. Not specifically. Yeah. Wow. That's really, um, that's really interesting. And you said your sister doesn't really have the same spiritual belief that you do in the paranormal, but she doesn't, what does she do with this experience? Does she just say, well... It's just an experience that she brings up to me. Like, we'll be talking, for say, we have like a family gathering or something, and we'll talk about stuff that took place when we were little, going back and remembering things, and she just brings up this experience and i'm like oh i kind of remember you telling me this about about this so but she still lands in the place of like she doesn't believe in the supernatural or she kind of like more on the fence now i i think she believes in it but probably to a certain extent like she would have to physically see it or you know physically hear about it and believe about it actually okay so yeah she requires a little more proof. Yes. I like it. <laughs> she likes to be proven. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I, I understand that. Nothing wrong with that at all. So I'm curious. Where do you land on such things? Do you believe in the supernatural or paranormal world at all? If so, have you ever had an experience with it? In thinking about some of the ways I'd like to expand BCP... One of them was to bring folks together in a physical space and share stories. I wonder if you guys would be at all interested in, let's say, a night devoted to people sharing personal stories of the more ghostly or spiritual side. Hmm. Uh, Reach out by email or on one of the social platforms and let me know. I'd love to hear from you guys. Okay, just so you know, not only do I not mess with the order of the stories told, but when I'm putting them together for the podcast, I listen to them in order and write what I'm going to say about each story before going on to the next one. So honest to goodness, I had no idea what this next story was about when I was prepping for the last one. For a show that can be so completely random, sometimes... There are these themes that just seem to show up. Story number 55. Friday, December 4th, 2020, 10.38 p.m. Uh, Where I used to live was a very old town called Liberty. And it's an old town and they just rebuilt over things. And it's here in Georgia. Uh, No, up in New York. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, like, our library that we had in town was built on an old cemetery on top of one. Okay. So we there is a picture, if you actually search for it, in our town that you can see one time the library caught on fire. You can see ghosts and spirits coming out the fire. Like, for real, for real? For real, for real. Dang. 
<laughs> but uh, this one time, my friend and her siblings and everyone moved. She has her mom, four siblings. She's the oldest, so it's a lot, but... <laughs> <laughs> They moved on to this, uh, I guess, dead-end road, and mm-hmm. right across from them was the abandoned house that they were trying to fix up. Mm-hmm. Now, this abandoned house, I've never seen anything. We went, I like to go into abandoned houses sometimes, so we went in there, checked it out, left. It didn't really give me any vibes, so it was fine. Yep. But I guess two weeks later, her siblings said, the youngest one said, they saw a little girl weave out the top window. Mm. You said leap out? Wave, wave, wave out bad. the top window. Yes, wave. And I'm like, oh, okay. The the spirit hasn't done anything else. So I'm like, okay. It's I guess it's trapped and condemned in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the only time they saw it. So two months go by. I'm at my friend's house daily, regularly. Mm-hmm. There's one time I leave. Then I leave for a couple, two days, come back, and my friend's like, I can't sleep in my room. Mm. I'm like, why? What's wrong? She's like. I've been having visits in my dreams of a demon, and it won't leave me alone. I've been having sleep paralysis, like feeling the demon claw at me, grab my leg, all of that. I'm like, well, what do you think it is? She's like, I honestly think it's the girl next door. Mm. I'm like, well, what happened? And she was like, I don't know, because she had next door neighbors, and they're all little kids. So she's like, I think they all went inside the house, and they might have touched something or messed something up. Because now they're all the demons attacking me. Mm. So she couldn't be able to sleep in her room. She would have to close her closet door. Because every time she leaves her closet door open, that's when the occurrences will happen. Weird. Very. And then it stopped for a bit. A month goes by. One of our friends was sleeping over. And we were like, don't close the closet. Don't leave the closet door open. You have to close it before we go to sleep. And he's like... I'll sleep in the closet. We're like, why? I'm like, we're like, <laughs> we really told him there's a demon occurrence that always attacks my friend. He's like, no, I'll sleep in the closet. Next morning, he's like, I'm not sleeping in the closet anymore. <laughs> we're like, we told you there was a demon occurrence coming. There's a spirit coming around. Is, I guess it was a distraught spirit because it didn't really attack anyone but my friend because she was the oldest of everyone in both buildings. Mm. And so he was just not having it he didn't come back for like two weeks because i guess he had a really bad experience with it after that the demon were happened to her dream every night so bad that she had her her mom had to i guess get holy water bless the room Mm. still nothing happened so they had end up moving out whoa they literally left their house over this demonic thing yes Ooh, wow that's crazy i've i've heard of people leaving their home Mm-hmm. over like hauntings or demonic stuff mm-hmm. but gosh that's that's intense mm-hmm. wow 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 so uh it never bothered you though no so you were it was like do you feel like you're protected or just like what why do you suppose it didn't bother you um i'm not sure i guess it's maybe because in my family we can sense spirits and everything mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Like one time, I've had a spirit watch me, but not do anything. Okay, because gotcha. I could feel it as I went to sleep. Right, it did nothing to me. It just was. You there. just do it was there, but it wasn't. It couldn't really harm you or yes. touch you. Yes. So I guess it's. I don't know. I guess it's me. I can't really tell you about that. Yeah, that's amazing, <laughs> huh? Well, thank you so much for your story tonight. You're welcome. <laughs>
Hmm, yeah, so interesting. Anyways, like I said, it's a world that I have more questions about than I have answers, but it's definitely a fascinating one. I'd be interested in hearing from you folks um, if you've had recurring negative experiences with a demonic, and also, how have you dealt with it? I can't imagine how bad a haunting or paranormal experience would have to be to force someone to leave a property. I mean, I hate moving, so I feel like I'd probably take more of like the exorcism route or something uh, before moving on, but hey, that's just me. I mean, okay, I give up. This is just becoming kind of funny. So this next short story, maybe it isn't exactly paranormal, but it's not normal either. And again, I promise I'm not setting these up. These three stories really did come together from three separate writers that literally could not have known about each other. Story number 56. Friday, December 4th, 2020, 11.14 p.m. So, I grew up with several siblings, but two of my little sisters are twins. Okay. And one of them can't walk. She has cerebral palsy. Mm -hmm. She was born with it. She could never walk. Well, on one morning, she was getting a surgery at the hospital because she wanted to. So they were doing that, and right as soon as they started, and they started breaking the bones in her legs to kind of put plates in and try to fix everything, Yeah. the other twin that was at school fell down in the hallway at school and just screamed. Wow. At, like at the precise moment. Exact moment. Wow. And it's really cool because it's not the first time something like that's happened. Mm. Whenever they were born, um, they were born prematurely or something was wrong. One of them was taking all the nutrients from the other. And they had to ship them off to different hospitals. Well, when they did that, it got worse. And so as soon as they put one back with the other one, they healed up, grew up, everything was cool. Wow. And yeah, it's awesome. That is, yeah. I've, I've heard that twins share, like, this incredible bond of, like, and I've heard of that before where, like, if one's in pain, the other one could be literally across the country. And they'll call, like, are you okay? And they'll be like, yep, something just happened to me. Oh, my God, how'd you know? And they're like, yep, I knew. Yeah, I just think it's awesome. I'm fascinated and completely out of my depth on the subject of quantum entanglement, but this might be one of those instances. I think I vaguely remember hearing about an experiment early in the first half of the 1900s where strangers who had only briefly met were separated completely, but would both register brain activity at the exact same moment when light was shown into one of the person's eyes. In that experiment, the other person had no conscious knowledge of the light, but their brain activity registered at the exact same moment. Anyhow, I could see that being even stronger with two people as connected as twins. Sometimes I just marvel at all of the things that I don't understand or don't even know about at all and at the thought of all that humankind in general has just no clue about. Super cool, honestly.
Our last rider today leaves us some of the most important reminders we can ever hear. No matter what part of the world you live in, or what decade or even century you're living in, love is always, always the highest and most important value. Story number 57. Saturday, December 5th, 2020, 2.16 a.m. Well, I'd just like to say that 2020 hasn't been my year, and I'm sure that it hasn't been anyone's year. Right. But I lost my mom about five months ago. I'm so sorry. And she's lived a wonderful life. Yeah. She was 94. She would have been Dude. 95 on Valentine's Day 2021. Dang. But I am glad that the Lord decided to capture her hmm. and keep her away from what we're dealing with in terms of COVID-19. Yeah. Wow. But my story is... We need to love on people yeah. while we're here. Agreed. And not by word, mm. but by word and deed. Mm. You know, show somebody that you love them. Yeah. I posted earlier today on all of my social media outlets mm. that you just, you just do not know when... Something's going to happen. Yeah. So always take time for yourself. Mm. Take time to smell the air mm. and appreciate what beauty mm. that's just beauty that's in the in the world without yeah. you even doing anything. Just natural beauty of the world. That's just great. take time, smell the air mm. and enjoy the beauty of this world. Right on, man. So good. Thank you so much. There's not much more to say. His encouragement to love, if we all really, truly took that to heart, it would literally change the world. And I'm a self-described cautious optimist, so I believe that it is changing the world. Slowly but surely. And his reminder to go out into the natural world and just soak up the beauty that is nature is so important. The trees, the river, streams, the ocean, the, the mountains, it's, it's kind of cool to think that you don't have to do anything but just be in it and just enjoy what is. I hope this week, as you're dealing with all the stresses and challenges in your life, that you take time to reset in nature, and that this helps you be a little bit more loving to folks around you. This is what happens when you are a rideshare driver in Atlanta and ask people for their stories. These weren't handpicked people with great stories. They just happened to get in my car and be gracious enough to share with all of us. And who knows, 
Maybe someday, you'll be in Atlanta and need to grab a rideshare and end up telling the rest of us the next great story on BCP. I'd actually encourage you to, every so often, just ask a stranger to share a story from their life. You never know what you might learn. I believe that our stories are powerful. They can make you laugh, cringe, cry, or even get you to think or feel differently. Our stories can truly make this world a little bit better place. So please, subscribe, rate, and listen to this podcast and share it with as many adults as possible. It would mean so, so much to me. First and foremost, I want to thank the incredible writers who trusted me with your stories. You're my heroes. Thanks also to all the people in the background who have believed in this project slash dream. All of the music on this podcast was found on pixabay.com and it was free, which is an amazing gift when you're starting a podcast on a shoestring budget.